sometimes feel that there's nobody to talk to about the things you need to talk about? Well, look no further. Welcome to the Paper Hope Street Team on the Voice America Kids channel. Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the rest of the Paper Hope Street Team are here to discuss the topics you've been asking about. Now, here's the Paper Hope Street Team. Hey, welcome to the show. We're Paper Hope Street Team, and I am Nikki Newman. We have a, a co-host here today, and we have some guests, Tamara, hello, and Selena. Hi. Um, okay, so it feels like it's been forever since we've done a it show. It's been forever. Well, like three weeks? I don't know. It's summertime, so it always gets kind of off schedule. Yeah. yeah, with vacations and stuff. But today, we are going to be talking about independence, which is kind of been a crazy subject even in planning we're like <laughs> rambling it's on heated yeah it's it a heated is. topic yeah, it i think is. with all young women probably young men too but it's a heated topic for it sure definitely is um we were talking about unrealistic it was real hard to say <laughs> unrealistic expectations um from parents from you know just like growing up, gaining your independence, what's okay, what's not acceptable anymore as you're, you know, aging. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a hard pill to swallow because it's hard finding the balance between you're still my baby and now you're getting not older. A baby anymore. But parents have been doing some crazy stuff <laughs> lately. Like they're all crazy. Even myself. So that's that's the voice I'm gonna lend today is being the crazy parent at the table. <laughs> Because it's true, you know, and I think as we're going through this conversation, I think it's important to keep in mind that your parents love you a ridiculous amount of love. Like most parents I know would like eat scorpions for their kids. And those of you that don't live in the well, Southwest region, <laughs> scorpions are gross. I have to say that my mom probably would not eat a scorpion. I think she would. Maybe I don't you know. Maybe you I don't would. know. Yeah, it's my true. My mom would. It's, it's a kind of love that is indescribable until you're looking in the face of your own child. So bear that in mind. That does not excuse us from our crazy behavior. <laughs> All right. But it might give you some insight to why we act so crazy. Okay. Well, we're just going to start talking about some of the crazy stuff. And Yeah, super crazy. Um, so I'll start it off with tracking devices. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. Tracking? Yeah. Do any of your parents use tracking no. devices on you? Mine did. Never. Yeah. I don't Selena. think my mom knows how. Maybe she just trusts me enough not to. Yeah, mom trusts My parents. Don't I think trust it's half and a half. <laughs> right. Really. On. If she really wanted to find out where I was, she would figure out how to. But I don't know. I think we have a pretty good trusting relationship. So. And Selena's saying that she's your parents are using tracking devices no, on you currently. No, not right now. Currently, but I'm sure they have. Like, Do you have before. friends in school and stuff that have tracking devices currently? Oh yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I'm not friends with them anymore, but they did have tracking devices on them, and it was literally so insane, like just having to work around it mm -hmm. because her mom, like, you know, there's only like a few places she could go, and it wasn't like we were out doing bad stuff. Or it was just like you know, just like weird stuff that was like i don't even know why i don't know okay so she like she found this app and it would forward calls from her phone to another person's phone so she would leave her phone wherever she said she was gotcha and then all the calls from her mom would be straight forwarded to my phone and then it would just be like she, she would, would call pick it up. yeah 
felt. So just for parents and children that don't understand what tracking devices are, there are these apps that go on smartphones that can track where your child is at all times. Some of them even track the speed in which you're traveling. And it's like there's, I'm pretty sure it's like, yeah, it's like built in. It's find my iPhone. Like, it's like anyone can lo- mm-hmm. log into it mm-hmm. at all and find and where find you are. You. And that's kind of scary to know that. And it's not even for parents that it's also like creepers. Like, I don't even <laughs> want that. Like, I don't have the app on my phone because it's so creepy. Like, it is kind of creepy. Um, or like find my friend and like oh, I don't you do could that just either. Go on there and like find, see exactly where your friends are. Like I don't do that. Oh yeah, that really <laughs> you're like I don't do that. That's very Big Brother. <laughs> I don't want that. Um, I don't. I want to talk a little bit about you know your friend that had that on her app because I want to point out if if it if it flew by you and you didn't catch it, um, the young woman that had the tracking device on her phone was actively lying to her parents about where she was and what she was doing. And it wasn't even a situation where she needed to be lying. Exactly. Like my mom knew where I was. Her, all the other girls' yeah. knew, friend, moms knew where they were. It was just like that. It was just like such another level of crazy mm-hmm. and such a like I don't know like. It was so unnecessary. And then she had to go actively find situations so she could lie to her mom mm-hmm. so that she could go do what she wanted instead of like her mom just being like, okay, that's not even a big deal that you're going to go to this restaurant. Like, right. I don't know. So, and we'll get to, we'll get to more of this conversation about the antidote or the realistic expectation on the side of this, but tracking, um, anything else about your friend? Other than crazy? No. <laughs> Oh, it's such a bad one. Um, yeah, I have a tracking device on my phone, but um, like my family, my husband and Rio have my password and I have it more for my security Yeah, if, if I should it go is, missing. Since it is kind of a good like security mm-hmm. thing. I guess there's a good and but, a bad sign yeah, to both there's of them. A, absolutely. And I wanted to point that out because if you do have it, if you have open communication with your family, it can be used in a case of emergency. Yeah. And that I'm a fan of. I just want to point that out, too. There are some good sides to these things. It's just how they're used. Don't use your technology for and evil. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like kids, they get, like, used to it in a way. And they, like, it's kind of funny because it's funny to see all the ways that people can find around the rules that yeah. parents set. Like It's just, like, I feel like if you're going to put tracking devices or whatever the case may be, the kid's going to find another way to get out of whatever you've placed there. And it's like if you just have trust with your kid and it's like, you know, like, I don't know, you just have to have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. And because if you don't want your kid going out, like if your kid actively does stuff that, you know, and you have a tracking device in the first place, maybe your kid should be not going out. I feel like we're all kids. Like we all want to be, I want to be free, like not too free, but free Mm because then like. Isn't there a saying about like rebellious children? You the say strict it's... parents raise the most rebellious yeah, kids. See? I love that saying. It's like, so true. It's actually it's like my mom's saying. Dog. So <laughs> it's a good go. one. It's a good one. It's like chipping a dog. Like even if you lose your dog, not all the time you can find the dog. Right. It's like, yeah. What's the point in doing it if it's not a hundred percent accurate? Yeah, and it isn't 100% That's accurate. It. Kids will find a way around it, especially. And I've always told Rio, you know, communication is how we solve these problems. Like for your friend, I would want her to sit down with her parents and try and at least yeah. let herself be heard. Hey, I want to go to these places for these reasons. And I think that like by the by parents doing that, 
the kids sense the fact that they don't trust them oh, and yeah. it teaches the kids to be closed off and totally. pushes them away from their parents exactly. like isn't it the irony it's you, it's the complete ironic parents want to be closer to their kids but then they do some of these things and it ends up pushing them away yeah Rio and I had to have this conversation, and though we didn't have a tracking device, it was the curfew thing that really bothered her. And oh, curfew. Yeah. So I'm 18, and I still have to be home by 12. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> oh, darn it. So, so is your curfew mandated because of the rules of the household, yeah, like working parents mm-hmm. need sleep kind of thing? Pretty okay. Much. So it's not the we don't trust you kind of no, thing. No, it's no. more like we all have to work in the mm-hmm. morning. Please don't come in at two in the morning and don't like bother because we have we have this alarm system that every every door that you open it beeps mm-hmm. so it's yeah like, that'd be obnoxious uh, i'm like can you get that taken care of yeah, exactly <laughs> Just take it out of the house <laughs> so true i um, mean the not even those will like alarm systems won't stop kids from going out like we absolutely. don't even have an alarm system because like when my mom was a kid they had an alarm system they just put papers over the little sensors so that, it's still that's what my that brother do we like it's like these are like square things and we lift it up mm-hmm. and then it turns like it just turns it off for a little while mm-hmm. but then you have to like keep it steady but we always leave yeah there's a way, always a way around it i think with all of these this is why i think it's important that we talk about them because i, I don't want you know, kids I feel to like lie 12 <laughs> is for underage kids like kids under 18 12 mm-hmm. is the state mandated time that you need to be in mm-hmm. by so I feel like that should be a good curfew. It's like, a good guy. It's not a something. It's then it's not something to fight about mm-hmm. with your parents. Like if somebody else is giving you the thing, then yeah, there's nothing to fight about. Like you need to be in by this time, right? And that's the law. And then for junior high, isn't it like ten o'clock? Yeah. And I think these are great starting points because in planning when we were talking about this, like us as a family and. Um, we have to negotiate back from from midnight because um, I have to go to work in the morning. Yeah. You know, I can't have her coming in at all. And crazy the dogs hours. are barking. And <laughs> but we will get back to this. We're gonna take a little break. I'm Celeste. I'm Nikki. I'm Celeste. And Street Day. Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a Sometimes difference. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. 
You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Celeste. I'm Nikki. I'm Selena. I'm still Tamara. <laughs> and before the break, we're talking about curfews. Like parenting rules about curfews and stuff like that. Sticky, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll give you guys kind of how Rio and I worked through this because this one makes me kind of nutty. Like, unfortunately, my lens on the world is that someone's going to nab my kid and I'm never going to see her again. That's my like, mom's. I'm super freaky about it. And when when Rio was going to high school, we lived up in an area that was right next to an interstate. And so the places where they hung out was like prime picking area, you know? So like I'm crazy in my head about like her coming home at a certain time and all of that stuff. Though I never used a tracking device on her. I would wait up until she came home and I could actually have visual confirmation. Like that peace she, of mind. Yeah, I couldn't sleep until then. So, and being a working family, we had a hard time because of course Rio wanted to stay out to midnight and, you know, be involved in all the things that she should be involved in. But she had to, um, I don't know, I guess, give in and accommodate me in like my craziness with this. So unfortunately, her curfew was a lot lower than what she wanted it to be. And it was a sore spot for us. But to her credit, she understood the crazy that was in my head. So um, I think for parents, there could be any one of these things that could be their crazy point. Um, So also we have grades. We're moving on. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> so how do grades work in your guys' house? Um, in my house, my mom's very concerned about my grades. You know, I've had tutors, and but at the end of the day, it was my effort. It it's, was always understood that it was my effort that I put in my schooling. It's where I wanted to be at the end of my high school experience. And, you know, she was she's always been like, where's your homework? You don't ever have any homework. Because, I don't, like, you know, in high school, you're always supposed to have, like, mass amounts of homework. I never had massive amounts of homework. homework. I never had homework. I I have a lot of homework, but not like a lot, a lot of homework. It's like (laughs) not a lot, a lot, lot. just a lot. (laughs) I mean, my parents they always had. (laughs) My parents always had the best interest for me, but like sometimes they get a little crazy with their punishment. Yeah, my mom's never been like one to if like I've got a D on like a report card. It was never because I was like it was never like a point where it was like I was in trouble for it. Because it was obviously something that I was struggling in. And I don't think it's fair to be really tough on your kids when they're obviously struggling. struggling. Oh, like, no. I've always I, I've always struggled in math. Oh, I And it's math. always been, like, a really sore point for mm-hmm. me. And, you know, that's always been my lowest grade on my report card is math. And I think my lowest grade was – I think I actually failed. I yeah. failed Algebra 1. And <laughs> – like, I think, like, a normal thing would be, like, you know, you get in trouble for it. And, like, you're slacking off. And I think that's the normal perception. Yeah, I get actually in trouble for it. Like, But you don't get Ds. Yeah, well, I've, never, well, I, I've had one D in my life. And my parents took my door away for a school year. Whoa. My parents took door? the bedroom door away because they felt that I was in my room too much. And I wasn't focusing. So they I would took, just be in my room without the door. <laughs> I, wow. I mean, that's what I did. They took the bedroom door away and had it st- like laid across the wall i remember that because i remember and i went over to your house to change or like, like yeah oh. i had to change in the bathroom because like it's what like am I gonna do? how am i gonna be naked in my own room yeah. when there's weird. no door 
That's a tough one. And I, I wonder too, and, and I'm, you know, from my perspective, I'm not trying to pass judgment on any parent's ruling. Um, I simply want to pose the question of um, severity in punishment or restriction. I think it should be more like, what do I, what can I help you with? Yeah. Than more than the, your the crime equaling yeah. the punishment, you know, like my parents, they offer me help with like whatever they can do to help me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. That's on my but like answer. my punishments, they're pretty severe. Like at this moment, when I go back to school on Monday, I'm not allowed out of my house except to go to volleyball and school Monday through Thursday. And when I'm in my house Monday through Thursday, I'm not allowed to have TV, internet, or my phone. But it's been like me. that for a long time. Yeah, because like I remember you'd be like, "Sorry, I can't come out to right. play." It's well, yeah, because it's been like that since fifth grade. It's a long since time. Since fifth grade, but yeah. this phone and internet and stuff—that's just now happening. But. I haven't been allowed outside during the week since fifth grade because one time I had a project and I didn't do it. I went outside instead. And I got an F on the project. And ever since then, I haven't been allowed outside during the week. My my mom had to deal with so much when I was younger because I used to always have report card or no, book, book reports is what I had. And I would never read the book. And then I would not do the project. And then I'd be like, mom. I have a book report due <laughs> That's what I the did. next and day. Like, and then my mom would like, sit there with me and help me write out the report. And she would help me read the, like, we'd do just, like, little chat. Like, we'd read a little bit through each chapter and then just try to summarize it. And I would always get A's on the project. But it was only, obviously always because of my mom. I can only think of one time that my parents have actually stayed up because I procrastinated with a science project. And it wasn't even, like, my fault. But it was in the fifth grade again and we stayed up until midnight doing this science fair project and i won first place in the science fair but it took like six hours to do it and that's really the only time that i've thought about like my parents actually my mom's always been there like she's always been great through school and stuff and i think it's really great that she's never put pressure on it like Mm -hmm. in like getting trouble with it because it's always been like your effort that's what you're doing in school not what i'm doing in school my dad I think my parents, they put so much pressure on me because I need to go to college. I need to do it. Like, it's always been, ever since I was in, I remember sixth grade year, you're playing a sport because you need to go to college. Yeah, but, well, playing a sport, I guess, is different. But college isn't looking at sixth grade records. You need to get good grades because you're going to college. How do you feel about that? Do you want to go to college? Is that a goal for yourself? I want to go to college because I have big plans for myself. Awesome. Okay. Because as long I, as that's the reason. Because I know that there's, like, a lot that you need to do in order to succeed now. Because it's like, if you don't um, have a college but degree, don't, not. That's not actually correct. My mom doesn't have a college degree, and she's one of the smartest people I know. She owns her own business. Like, there's plenty of successful people. Yeah, there's, <laughs> always, yeah, like, there's always those people. But. That's why I ask the question of, of any person that I interact with that, that says I have to or, or, you know, this is something there's mandated. a lot of pressure, like, because you feel the need to, like, make your family proud. Right. And, like, I have family. Like, my whole family is, like, they're big, like, successful people. And it's, like, if I'm not one of those people, then, like, well, what's going to happen to me? Let's so. define success out of your own mind and not out of the mind of your parents. There. That's what I want for you children. I, you young women sitting at this table and listening, I, I want you to define your own success. That's what I've also loved about my mom. Sorry. But (laughs) (laughs) like she's always been like whatever like passion that I've had like when I was younger 
it was acting and she put me through acting school and I went to IMTA and then it was modeling and now it's like, you know, more realistic type things. Like I would still, like if somebody called me and was like, hey, do you want this acting job? I'd be like, heck yeah, I want the acting <laughs> job. But I'm just trying to focus more on like realistic. So it's like more like dental hygienist or like a therapist or like I, taking over my mom's business. And she's some, always been supportive of whatever I mm-hmm. wanted to do. Ever since the third grade, since the third grade, I remember the day I picked out a book in the library. I wanted to be a forensic pathologist. That's cool. Since the third grade, I've wanted to be one. That's really cool. So I've been working towards that, but now it's starting to get into like, I want to do physical therapy because mm-hmm. I'm into like sports. Sports have been my life since I can't even tell you mm-hmm. when. Mm-hmm. So... It's, like, hard to leave something like that. Like, forensic pathology, that's really cool, and I want to do that, but if it doesn't work out, I'd rather... I want to do physical therapy, and that's just a lot because it's a lot of pressure on you to do good in high school because, like, what doctor do you know that doesn't have a, a college degree? Oh, you need your degree to be a doctor like, or a physician, for sure. Yeah. So if I don't get good grades, like, no colleges are going to want me. But there's also always school. Like, if you want to be a forensic whatever you say <laughs> I say go to school and do it like that's like what you really want to do like people yeah. are going back to school to be physical therapists like if that, totally. you get into mm-hmm. it and you, if that's not what you want to do then you know you can always change your yeah your totally business. always it's check in to handle. yeah totally always check in as you're going through this process because you're still very very young just check in what really lights me up because we had a, a girl on the show courtney who was talking about her parents really wanted her to go to school to be a forget what it was a nurse, a nurse yeah and she's failing all of her classes in college and, and my mom struggling 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 until she came to the show and I, I asked her the same question where is your heart at with this and she's like oh and she named off all these things she wanted to do and now she's in school to become a therapist uh, like a psychologist and she's acing all of her classes and happy, happy. It's so yeah. interesting. I my love mom psychology. Is, my mom works with a with a with a person, and his son. He's he's always he's been told to go to school to be a doctor. He started failing all of his classes on purpose, just because his dad didn't pay attention to him. Yeah, and it happens. And because he didn't want to be a doctor. Yeah, it totally happens. Okay, we're taking a little break. I'm Celeste. You're listening to me real too. a responsible person and you're trying to do everything you can to save the planet but are you doing enough we've got the right person to help you keep on thinking green mario jr is the host of alive and green the show is all about green tips staying environmentally friendly and having fun while doing something great for our mother earth you'll want to check out the show tuesdays at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel if we all do our part now it'll only mean a brighter and better future for us later we don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. 
Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, speak with some of the world's top chefs, and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Celeste. I'm Nikki. I'm Selena. Selena. And I'm Tamara. Hi, I guess we're all here at the table. What up? <laughs> we, like to keep it, we like to keep it casual. <laughs> what are we talking Before about? Before the break. Oh. <laughs> break was fun. Before the break, we're talking about grades. Uh, that was fun. <laughs> crazy. On our, on our booties for grades. Crazy parents. Well, yeah. how are they in your household, Celeste? They're, they're, they're supported, but they're not strict. Mm. They're like, oh, you have a D. What do I need to do to help you? Yeah. I think that's the... No, no, my parents aren't like that at all. I think yeah. that's what the <laughs> common thing should be. Like, yeah. that's probably what's most helpful. Yeah. Because when there's so much pressure on grades, like, it's like, I don't even care exactly. about grades. Like <laughs> That was how it was for me as a kid. You care about grades. Yeah. And, and I'm going to get an F. It's fun. <laughs> totally. Truly, <laughs> I told the girls in planning. Like it. Yeah, in planning, <laughs> I was telling you guys that... My parents came down on me pretty heavily. Like, and I was grounded all the time. And I didn't have a cell phone or anything to be taken away, but they took all of my freedoms away. I was probably grounded my entire high school career, I'm pretty sure. Um, But it's because I was stubborn and they were like really focused on grades and I just didn't get grades on purpose. Isn't that awesome? I like shot myself in the foot for it. And why I bring that up is because if your parents are forcing you to get good grades, even if they're being kind of crazy about it, get the grades for yourself. Mm -hmm. Just turn the noise out. And I wish that I could go back to little me and tell little me that it doesn't matter what they say. What matters is what you're doing for yourself and your future Mm -hmm. self will thank you for it. Mm -hmm. So if we have listeners that are, have parents that are sitting on them over grades, kind of suck it up for the time that you're in their house, but get those grades for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's move on. Two friends. friends. Ooh, sticky. Friends. What about friends? Just, your parents can't choose your friends for you. It's <laughs> the bottom line. You're in school. You're picking your friends. and But then also pick wisely. Pick wisely. But it's good to have, you know, those friends that make you really, like, 
like the crazy friends, the rebellious like friends. The, the rebellious ones. It's yeah. good to have those. It's part of growing up. It's part of mm-hmm. high school. You can't keep those friends forever and ever. <laughs> phase you go. It is, but you know you have to have them because I mean I had my rebellious friends. I had I was friends with her for like a year. She was the girl with the tracking device. Like she was just, it was just wild. peculiar, right? Like, I think that's ironic. ironic. It is ironic. The like, crazy I one just, was the one with the tracking device. I just like, and it was such a good lesson. Like having her, like I don't want that craziness in my life. I don't want to keep getting in trouble with you. Like it was so much fun to be around her and be like, oh my gosh, what are we doing next? The like, danger of it. Yeah. But then mm-hmm. it was like, I can't keep living like this. <laughs> You're putting so much stress on me. I'm like, living a lie. It's yeah. like part of it is really fun because you get to like, it's almost like leading a double life. And yeah. it's like, that's fun because you get to escape the things that like are actually happening. And it's like it's like going to a party, and you're just you get to be whoever you want. For and but your friends is the party. Yeah, your friend your is friend the party. Is the party and you like, get to make yourself whatever you or want. Or it's like Hannah Montana, right? Double yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Then it's good like to have Slim those friends, Shady. and I think that you know parents parents are gonna hate those friends. Parents are gonna dread you going out with those friends. Parents are gonna which school, makes you want them like, more. Mm-hmm. Right, parents are gonna like tell you, you can't be friends with them. You know, like they're not good for you, but they are good for you. Like for a short period, they of make time. you learn. And with one caveat that we talked about in planning, and that is if your friends are not engaging in illegal or illicit behavior. Sure. Because as your parent, if I see you hanging out with someone who has a connection to drugs or drinking and driving or violence, um, I'm intervening, and we're going to have words and a throwdown over it because. It may seem alluring and exciting to be around that, but the crosshairs of getting caught in that kind of behavior could ruin your entire life or take your life. So like we talked about in planning, I'm totally on board with, you know, working your way through like a rowdy friend, you know, like someone that's just rowdy and maybe your parents aren't on board with the rowdiness. But um, as young women, Make sure you're navigating your friendships from a perspective of safety and not just reckless endangerment. That's when I think parents and even other friends, I think you should call each other out on it when you see your friends hanging out with people who are reckless. But it's hard when it's your whole group of friends hanging out with that one and then you're like, look, I'm done with them. <laughs> that was me. I was like, I'm done hanging out with her. Like, I don't want to be around her anymore. Like, I just don't have fun with her anymore. Like, the only thing she talks about, like, I is one specific thing and I just don't want to hear about it anymore. And, you know, my friends were like, well, I'm not going to stop being her friend just because you're, and I was like, fine, you go be your friend, but don't bring her around me. Right, right, right. Like, much. And draw your boundaries. But did they accept mm-hmm. it? Like Th- They did, said? yeah. No, they did. Okay, good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's good. It was just a harder conversation to have. It is. Like, I don't understand why you're being like this. And it was like, because I'm done, like, looking yeah. like, you know, like, I'm just done. And good for like you for standing you. your ground, too, because I think that's hard. When you get involved in a friend group and then you're like, whoa, I'm kind of over this. Um, please do speak your mind and please do draw a boundary because you can carve that one person or those few people out of that friend group and still connect with the other people. You, yeah. you, you can do that. It may seem like you can't, but you can. Definitely. Friends are sticky. They are. And then Selena was also saying, like, I hate when my mom says that, like, my friends define who I am. Oh, that's a good comment. And not, I don't think that they define who you are, but I do think that they can dictate your future, your current situation. Mm -hmm. Like, if you get pulled over Mm -hmm. and, like, you have, like, weed in the car or something, it's not just the person that has weed that's going to jail. You're all going. Everybody. You're all getting in trouble for it. 
Yeah. So although it might, you might not be the one smoking it, you're still going to get in trouble for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really want young women listening and you ladies at the table to recognize how important you are. Your futures are very important and very bright. And to be caught up with someone or some people that are doing something wrong, they don't care enough about themselves to put your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. So they don't care about you if they're doing that stuff. So keep that in mind too. Definitely. Okay, well, moving on from friends. This is um, a funny one. Do you, what do you have? How many I was going to go for phone or keeping your room clean. I'll go either I got like expectations. I kind of like the same thing. Because I put yeah. expectations down. Yeah. The, expe- like, mm-hmm. the household expectations, yeah, maybe. Put, yeah. we'll put lump them all in there. Because yeah. the, you guys are talking about some mm-hmm. really riley ones. For household expectations, they parents, they feel the need to like that – they feel the need to feel that they their need problem, to feel <laughs> their their opinion is the only opinion in the house, and that's oh, yeah. and that you need to listen because you are the kid and they've never done anything wrong. In their my life. way or the highway. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the you only live in my thing... house. My parents' favorite thing to say is, "You live in my house, so you will follow my rules." Oh, I am the I kid. You will listen to my rules. That's it's tough. Oh, it, okay. Is that is you that know, how you feel? I just. It's pretty tough. It's I'm a sticky okay spot. with doing the dishes. You know, that's like my big responsibility, doing the dishes. But keeping my room clean, like I get that you want a clean house. And <laughs> her room is in the basement. Nobody yeah, goes down nobody there. Nobody go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't know. If you don't like my room, don't go in there. Like you don't go in there already. So why do you have to go in there and comment on how like messy it is? Like, okay, my room's not even really that messy. It's just like clothes overload. Oh, yeah. Like I constantly have clothes everywhere, and it's not even like. I have food and I have, you know, like all right. this different yeah, stuff. It'd be it's a like different thing laundry. if there was like food rotting in your room and well, even like that cups. It's like That's well, even then you want to like, live with bugs. Go ahead. No, I know. Yeah, even you want then. roaches. Then go ahead and do it. Whatever floats your boat. Just if they get into my house, then we're gonna have a problem. Just keep your door closed. Mm-hmm. This one's this one's an interesting one because it's very personal by family. And what we were talking about in planning is. If you guys are having a struggle with your families over like room clean or like your personal space, like your bathroom or whatever, I I highly encourage you to talk with your parents and see if you can find some common ground on your space being your space and talking about closing the door and just not don't participate in that. I feel like by the fact that your parents, they make you clean your room, it makes you want to keep it messy because like you like it better. If you like it, I just have comfort in like having stuff places. I I can see everything. that my phone is underneath my green skirt <laughs> because it goes but if in it's in its place. spot i don't i have no idea it's lost now yeah. like it's gone i'll, I'll never find it six hundred dollars down the drain rio is the same way i'm a little bit that way too i um, feel like kids they okay i feel like kids they just they need to be left alone if your room it gets to the point it gets it needs to get to the point where you feel like you need to clean it yeah mm-hmm. i mean i get you to that to point all by myself mm-hmm. like i'm like whoa i cannot keep having my room like <laughs> this like it's just stressing me out yeah but like i don't feel like my mom should be like the one that's like okay this is the point of like you need to clean it <laughs> i was trying to hold up a sign that said we had 30 seconds left to break and but i held put up, up seven i like seven or something <laughs> i don't know you guys love me right <laughs> I definitely want to talk more about this, but I think we're running out of time. We are. Well, we're taking another little break. I'm Celeste. I'm Nikki. Hi, Tamara. <laughs> and I'm Selena. <laughs> <laughs> this is a girl,
What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. You're listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Want to ask a question or select a topic for a future show? Please send an email to info at paperhope.com. That's info at paperhope.com. Now, back to Erica, Rio, Yvonne, and the Paper Hope Street Team. Welcome back to Paper Hope Street Team. I'm Celeste. I'm Nikki. And what were you talking about? <laughs> Important stuff. Talking about expectation and cleaning. Especially your room, like your ozone. Yeah, your your space. Your space. We have like other things to talk about too, so this is probably gonna be like a series. Cause we have so much. Like this is just so juicy and just gets us all heated. (laughs) So we need like another segment for this. I think so too. I think kids another day. Young women, you guys need to be heard on these things. I feel very strongly. Parents may have different feelings about it, but the fact that you communicate your needs with your parents is very important. And we were talking about this in planning, but what I would like you guys at the table to do and our listeners to do, I'd like you to take whatever it is that you feel in your household is an unrealistic expectation. And I want you to start writing them down, like listing them out. And then needle pick one out and write a letter to your parents on why you think this is an unrealistic expectation so that you can sit down and have a conversation with them about why. Now, like we talked about in planning, don't expect to win the war right out the gate. <laughs> we have to ease our parents into these types of conversations. And and you have to be ready for the fact that they might not hear you the first time out, but that doesn't mean that you stop having the conversation. Maybe they're going to have to read the letter when you're not in the room and then come back to it when everybody's calm. And that's what Rio and I had to do. We had to find like a calm time when I was open to hearing what she had to say and not listen from like my fear or from other some perspective that I was bringing to the table. I had to try and listen to it from her perspective so that we could find a compromise. And that's what I hope for you guys is to take these unrealistic expectations and turn them into a compromise that both of you are happy with, not just your parents, but you as well. Because at a certain point, your parents stop being your mom and dad and they become your consultant. And I think for everyone at this table, that ship has sailed. Your parents are your consultants at this point. I think by the time you're in junior high, parents have to step back. And that's super hard. That's not easy to do because we live in fear. We, well, a lot of us do. We look, we look through the world of risk. Where, where's the risk? Keep the kids away from the risk. 
what the fact is you guys are growing up and turning into women right before our eyes. And sometimes it happens by blinking. Oh my God, all of a sudden you're a young woman, right? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely, oh, my mom has said that. You just used to be a baby and now you're just driving. And- <laughs> oh no, it made me crying. Yeah. I know. I wrote a paper on empty nest syndrome because for the first time in my life, I'm experiencing it. And I really didn't think I would. Because like when Rio was Lindsay's age, I was always like, where are you going to live in the world? Because you're getting out of my house, right? At 18, you're getting punted. Goodbye. And then when it got closer, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not ready for this. I don't want you to leave. I like having you here. And then like the aching and she's not even gone yet. And I'm just like, oh, it's going to happen someday. (laughs) And your moms are feeling it too. Yeah, it's true. My mom lets me know she's feeling it. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't easy to hear as a daughter, right? It's not a bad thing. Like, I love that she wants me to still like live with her and like, but it's like, she's like, like, I feel like sometimes like she just has like flashbacks when I was like 10 Mm -hmm. and she's like, you're never at home. You're always out playing with your (laughs) friends. Except now it's like, you're always driving and doing whatever you want. And I don't know. It's just. It's just hard because it's like I still want like freedom. Like I want my mom to know I love her and I love spending time with her and I love being around her. But it's like I'm never home. Really, I'm home more than most kids. Like I'm home a lot. And my mom just like, yeah, I don't know, sometimes she makes me feel really guilty and it's just mm-hmm. like really hard to deal with because I want to be home. But then it's like I have – like I'm a teenager. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I'm 17, like, you know – almost gonna be 18 in like one year and two months like that was Mm -hmm. I don't know blink of an eye it'll happen and that's where I think communication is going to be important like I think you should literally tell your mother I really like hanging out with you and I really love you and I want to spend time with you and let her hear that and let her sink in on her because I think sometimes we don't take that in as parents and and we only see oh my kid's gone all the time and oh they're gonna leave soon and you know we start (laughs) disasterizing the situation when really that's not what's going on what's going on is you're growing into your own person you're I'm just trying to be more a little bit more independent Mm -hmm. you know I have like my first job and you know, I'm just trying to cool grow. stuff. And yeah, I'm just trying to grow. I think some parents might have a problem with that because of the things that they did when they Heck were trying yeah. to be independent. Like my parents, I know they didn't really make the best choices when they were trying to become mm-hmm. like the independent people that they are. So I Fair guess enough. they're just trying to stop you from making, making the, the same, same mistake. But you gotta yeah, make but them. You have to make mistakes to be able to learn. Like mm-hmm. I think a thing that all parents should do is tell their kids the stories about oh. what they've done, so their kids can. Maybe yeah. kind of sort of listen yeah, to. Yeah, I agree. Ask your mom. So make that part of your dialogue when you're talking with your parents. Say, hey, can you tell me about a day in the life of you at 17? What did that look like? What did you do? Were you dating? I always like to ask parents and, you know, tell your kid about their first kiss. Ask your parents <laughs> to tell you I about am. their first kiss and see what like, they tell you. So, like, mom, what have you done? Like, mm-hmm. how did you, like... Lose your virginity. Yeah. Oh, wow. I got my yeah. grandma too. Heck yeah. It just, my mom has not shared that ask with Ask her. Me. Please ask her. Mm-hmm. She'll tell you. Do because it's weird? an interesting story no, for sure. I don't know about that. It's a good one. weird, but I still mm-hmm. do it anyway. I love it. No, no, no. That's exactly it. But so, yeah. By the stories that I've heard from my mom, they, she was like, she's crazy. Like, she... My mom was a little bit on the wild side, too. So no kidding. I'm so much mom, more reserved. My mom was a lean, mean, fighting machine. No kidding. She was fighting all the time. And that's like, it's scary to see, like, if you're fighting all the time, what else did you do? Ask her. It's like, 
You'd be surprised. I don't know if I want to. (laughs) Then then ask very pointed questions. Don't leave it so open-ended then. So Mm -hmm. find something that you are comfortable dialoguing with and saying, so what was the first car you owned? Did you work to buy it? Did someone buy it for you? Um, What When you were 17, what was your biggest aspiration? Like start with questions that are very pointed and safe in getting the answer. And then work your way into where'd you lose your virginity? I bet you'd be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Because you know what? Moms don't live a double life. It's just we've been, we have the role of mom since you were little, little, little. But then as you get older, you guys start to see us as people. And I think also you forget that like they had a life before you. <laughs> yes. We yeah. Like trying to like imagine my mom as like a teenager. It's I like I wasn't here. around then. Like mm-hmm. you didn't have a life. Like I wasn't even there. <laughs> she did. You're a mom. And she had the same struggles that you had. And, and I can tell you, you know, we dreamed about dating and boys it's, and fast cars and booze and all that stuff. It was part of, of our funny. life, too. It's kind of funny because now that I'm getting older, I'm seeing that my mom's trying to be, like, younger again. Hmm. Because, like, she was young, when, like, really young when she had me. So, mm-hmm. like, now that I'm old enough to understand, we can kind of act the same. I guess, but that's like not right because my mom's 37. And I'm 15. And I'm 15, so. Um, Okay, well, this is great dialogue, but I think we should get into realistic expectations right before before we break. Um, Okay, so tracking devices. What's a realistic expectation for tracking devices? Don't have them. (laughs) That's a good one. Or you can just check in. I like that one. I like Like the checking checking in a lot. And like we talked about when we were talking about tracking, there is a flip side to this that's very beneficial. And I know it's a little fear-based, but um, in my own family, I want the tracking device on my phone because if I go missing or Rio goes missing, we have each other's passwords and we can look those things up because we've built trust. I'm not tracking her, but if she went missing, thank God I would have her password and be able to find her. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Or me. Mm -hmm. So... Again, communication and making sure the expectations are met. You don't want your parents spying. That's bad for everyone. Or bugging the car. That's bad for everyone. I had a a little tracking. I know people that happen to too. But just about my speed. But I obviously failed. But me too. Lead foot. (laughs) (laughs) Curfew. What's a flip? Um, Just. Whatever the state mandated. Yep. I think state mandated unless you know you need other. Um, mm-hmm. like in got, camera like, situation with Rio, the dog's barking. She needed to be to work the next morning. Or stuff if you're like doing that. Things that aren't like okay, right? If well, you're oh yeah. Doing drugs or you're self harming or you've got like a mental disorder. If you have mental disorders, you should not be leaving at all. Yeah, ever. We sh- yeah ever. communication on this one. <laughs> Spitting. Sorry. Um, grades. I know we're running out of time. Um, let's flip it. It their their grades to have or not. You need to do your like, grades for you. Word. Good. Um, friends, uh, do you parents can't choose your friends? You, I mean, that's a good one. I like having my parents first say on my friends, like, yeah, I liked them, or no, I kind of got this kind of feeling about them because usually my parents yeah. are right, but I need to find it out for myself. Allow your parents to get put like in, put their input in on your friends, but make them understand that like you're gonna talk to them in either way. It's like don't be rude about it because that's not good at all. And have your get out of jail free card, which is uh, oh my gosh, we're running out of time. We ran out of time. Already. We ran out of time. Oh, you're going to have to wait yeah. then. Duh. To the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that funny? Okay. We're Thank done. you for listening. So sad. We're done. I know. I know. Mm, we think it's everything. We, it's like <laughs> we tried. <laughs> we tried. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs>
Well, we'll do it again. We'll we'll bring this topic we up will. again. So if you're listening and you have some input and you feel passionately about it, you can always email us at info at paperhope.com or you can find us on the Facebook. We Don't be hear. shy. Yeah. We want to hear you guys. You with us in Favorite Hope Street team? I'm Celeste. I'm Nikki. I'm Selena. I'm Tamara. Peace out. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Paper Hope Street Team. Be sure to check out the blog at paperhope.com for more during the week. And we hope to see you again next Monday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Bye for now. from Bookworm and now from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Here's Mr. Saxophone, Dave Farther with Gravy Stain. Gravy It gets on your clothes Like while you eat it And it comes out your nose Baby I see what you weigh on your plate Now your mom is screaming Milton's not a game Now mommy is all insane but a baby steak It's a great big game to clean a gravy
Farber, Mr. Saxophone from the Kidstar Album of the Month. Check it out on our website, kidstar.org.